Hello everyone and welcome back guys to episode 12 I want to say of Jamie and I's The Unnamed Motorsport Podcast. Yes we're back a day late today. Unfortunately Jamie Jamie has decided to live life at the fullest recently and actually is going out and doing things which is which has made sitting sitting at our desk and talking about Formula One a lot more difficult. Uh, but first of all before we dive into it Jamie how, how are you getting on buddy? I'm good yeah I, I actually you good? managed to avoid watching the race at the weekend so it was pretty good yeah, this obviously. Is... <laughs> This is going to be interesting. I think today, yeah. today's pod, the, the podcast normally goes completely off the rails. Uh, this one is going to be a whole new level of off the it rails for you guys. <laughs> no, it it never it never found the tracks in the first place. It's it's just all off the rails uh, here today. Um, but I mean, we're, we're both pretty hyped tonight. I mean, by the time this video goes out, we're probably going to be very very depressed. Uh, but of course, England playing Germany tonight. Jamie, let's get your prediction in uh, before so we both look stupid when this video goes live. I, I, I've been sticking to a nil-nil and we win on penalties. You're a moron. <laughs> I'm going to say 2-0 England. Well, you're even worse than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> this is going to come back to bite me so yeah. hard. But I'm so ready. I was right about France. I was right about France. That's what I keep telling myself. I was right about was the French Grand Prix. Oh, you mean, I thought you meant the France result yesterday. <laughs> oh, no, I never guessed that. There's no way I would have guessed Switzerland to get any past anyone this tournament. Yeah. Never mind three now. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's, let's talk about what we're meant to today then. Uh, we, we've got an Austrian Grand Prix to review. We've sort of spoke about it, like we said, Jamie didn't get to watch the full race. Lucky him, yeah. that was an hour and a half of his <laughs> life, he managed to get back... Um, over me not watching the Monaco Grand Prix earlier on this year as well there. But we've sort of decided, to be honest, the race itself, there are still a few talking points to discuss. But Styrian Grand Prix was one of those ones where a lot more of it is sort of like outside of the race itself uh, that probably wants to be discussed here today as well. So we'll do a very, very quick rundown of the Grand Prix. Uh, Red Bull, Max Verstappen, bagged pole position. Did you watch qualifying? Uh, I watched the end of it, so I got Q3. You watched, you yeah. watched Q3, fair enough. Uh, so, see, Red Bull, Max Verstappen got pole position. He looked comfortable. Uh, all qualifying session uh, was pretty much fastest when he needed to be everywhere. Uh, pole by quarter of a second over Lewis Hamilton, which wasn't the biggest margin in the world, but, again, Austria's a very, very short track. Uh, other notable results, obviously, Hamilton P2. Uh, Bottas would have actually been P2 had he not managed to pick himself up a penalty for Tokyo drifting down the pit lane yeah. in practice. What was your thoughts on that penalty? I think it's fair enough. Like, yeah, I don't really care if the team told him to try a different burnout or something. He shouldn't be drifting and spinning in the pit lane. No, and it made practice. me. <laughs> it made me laugh because I saw people on Twitter going, "Yeah, but he shouldn't." Like, second gear gives you more wheel spin. We're going first. In what then? world? In what? No, it, it doesn't, doesn't make anyway, sense. Yeah. <laughs> if you mash your foot to the floor, you get wheel spin. Yeah. Because he was in second gear, really, that should be reduced. Yeah. I I, no I don't get it. Obviously, I don't people get it. on people Twitter are... are getting engineering degrees overnight again. Apparently, so. <laughs> apparently, yeah, it's it's crazy. But who knows what that was all about uh, when all was said and done there. So yeah, like we said, obviously Verstappen on pole, Hamilton P two on the grid, technically qualified P three. Uh, George Russell eleventh place there, absolutely smashed started it. Eight well, thousandths of a second. Yep, started tenth because of notice penalty. Eight thousandths of a second off his first Q three appearance in that Williams would have been an absolute worldie of a session done by him. Uh, other notable results? Norris third. That was a... Uh, Norris, yeah. My, Norris my ended up P3. That was good. Were, yep. Just for qualifying. So I got it. Yeah, just it for on. qualifying, were they? <laughs> yep. Did I get the race bang on, did I? 
I believe you probably... No, you put Hamilton first, I think. Then I put Hamilton yeah. first. Oh, probably, probably. <laughs> there's, still a, there's still a small part of me that keeps on believing at this stage of the year, of course. Um, we have Raikkonen down in P18. Wasn't a particularly good job done by him. And then, of course, the Haskells at the rear of the field as well, of course. But yeah, we get into the Grand Prix then. Charles Leclerc. <laughs> Jamie, talk, talk us through it. I mean, I've... All I've seen is the race highlights. So, <laughs> from what I can tell, uh, he just drove into the back of Gasly on the exit of turn three, which is a bit annoying. As a Gasly, no exit turn one. Exit turn one, sorry. Exit yeah. turn one. And then about five cars hit Gasly on the run up to turn, to turn three. Um, yes, yeah. So yeah, his car was a little was... bit abused on the way up. <laughs> yeah, Gasly obviously. I mean, they went side by side with Alonso through turn one, didn't they? Uh, three of them, obviously three yeah. wide, which is. Never brilliant. Austria, not the tightest track in the world, but turn one can be a bit horrible, even going too wide, never mind three. Uh, so obviously, yeah, Alonso squeezed them both out. I don't think he really knew Charles Leclerc was there. So obviously, Leclerc joined the track just behind him, doesn't get the runoff, tries to tuck into the slipstream, completely destroys Pierre Gasly's rear tyre there. I mean, they had contact onto the way into the corner as well, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but obviously, yeah, Leclerc just drives into the back of him on the exit, so not too sure. Uh, of what that was all about when all is said and done. So obviously that means Leclerc's instant, uh, sorry, Gasly's instantly got a puncture heading up towards turn three. You think there could be some carnage here. Bless him, tr- tried his hardest yeah. to avoid anyone. Uh, but I think Clip Latifi and Giovinazzi, I want to say. Giovinazzi definitely, yeah. Yeah. And he. And yeah, Clip Latifi as well, I think. Yeah, so Giovinazzi went round. Obviously, Gasly did manage to limp back to the pit lane. The, the rear suspension was destroyed. I actually thought originally uh, that he picked up like r- suspension damage from the, uh, from the first contact with Leclerc. Uh, but obviously, that wasn't the case. It was just obviously driving back too quickly on a destroyed tyre as well. Didn't help him, didn't do him any favours there. Like we saw with Leclerc back at Monaco 2019, yeah. wasn't it? Uh, where he destroyed the rear end of the Ferrari there. But yes, yeah, so obviously, Gasly's race was done and dusted. Leclerc... After lap one, they had a couple of other questionable moments. I think the biggest question anyone had is, what was Michael Massey doing? Yeah, I don't know. How was it not a penalty? I do not know. No. But I, I get that it they, was they ridiculous. are usually more lenient with lap one stuff, but still. He drove yeah, there's the lenient, and then there's... Yeah, exactly. There's There's got to be an element of lenience, but that was too lenient. Let's be real. Yeah, definitely. Let's be real. Um, and then, of course, I'm trying to think... Um, Lap one, what else happened? George Russell stuck his way over to P8. That's what I was trying to remember. Obviously, had a really good start there. And really then, throughout the first stint of the Grand Prix, that's what we were watching out for, what George Russell was going to be able to do. He we get to the pit stop window. He, yeah, he was he was right there. Yeah. He was hanging on in. Whether that was helped a bit by DRS or not, not really too sure. But he was doing a good job. He certainly felt like he belonged well, at that like stage of the Grand Prix. by them not the running any cooling on the car. <laughs> Yes, that was unfortunately the big help for Williams. So you get to the pit stop window. Um, Williams take a long time with the pit stop. Now, uh, luckily at the time, we saw, I think it was Hulkenberg back in 2017 Singapore, wasn't it? Yeah. Is always the one I remember there. Mainly mainly for happy memories of oh, Julian wow. Palmer whipping out the goods <laughs> at the right yet. time in the right place. <laughs> yeah, I know you weren't. Uh, but yeah, obviously we saw Hulkenberg there have to put more... Is it pneumatic pressure, I want to yeah, say? Yeah, there was like a, a plug in the side pod that basically just filled up the hydraulics because there was a yeah. problem. Exactly. It is not a common thing to happen in Formula 1, but they are prepared for it, aren't they? Yeah, At every Grand Prix, like it is designed seconds. to be done. Exactly. So obviously we see that with George Russell there. Instantly he's then back at the rear of the field. It's clear that what the team have done is not working. 
and he has to retire the car like two laps later. I've never actually and... seen it work, because I think Grosjean had something similar when he was driving for Lotus in Singapore as well, like two years before Hulkenberg. And now yeah. he also retired two laps later, the same as Hulkenberg. So like, this this tactic never actually works, but I guess they... I'm trying to think. Yeah, I feel like I've <laughs> seen it somewhere more recently where it did work, though. I've not seen it in F1. It might be in some other series, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know for sure, to be honest. Yeah, but it's not a great track record either way. It no. seems, it's very much, I think, like a last-ditch attempt yeah. by teams, isn't it? Um, as a while there, of course. But, yeah, so obviously, Gerald Russell, there's there's many tears, a lot of them coming from me, I'll be <laughs> honest, um, about that. Whilst all this is going on, we're slowly just sort of seeing Max Verstappen build up a margin at the front of the field, um, just sort of like slowly pulling. Now, Hamilton said uh, pre qualified I want to say but even back in free practice that Red Bull were gaining quarter of a second of that down the straights and Mercedes just weren't taking it back out of them through the corners um yeah I mean what what can you do Red Bull just have a slightly better package at the moment are, are you are you in acceptance of that at this stage of the year it depends on the track but I think at Austria it's impossible to deny that Red Bull had the fastest car um, I'm intrigued. What track do you think Mercedes are quicker than if Mercedes, well, if Red Bull are quicker down France. the straights and not slower through the corners? They should have won should France. Should they have won France? Yeah. Should they have won there France? In what mistake. way should they, should they have, have won France? They should have won France. And he leads and then just wins. <laughs> How would he lead if he brought him in the same lap as Verstappen? he was leading the first stop. Hey? They oh, sorry, the yeah. first pit stop. So I thought you meant when Verstappen pit again. No, no. Yeah, so, sorry, now I understand you. They would have won yeah, that no, that's fair if enough. they were intelligent. And tracks like Portimao and Spain, they were definitely quicker the whole weekend. Are you suggesting as well, then, that Verstappen wouldn't have pit again anyway and got past him? He would have pit again, but it would have... Because Hamilton's tyres would have been worse. Well, he wouldn't... No, they would have been better, because he wasn't running right behind Verstappen for the first ten laps of the stint, was he? It, they should have won France, I... If they'd have just pit the same, like, the lap after Bottas, same lap as Verstappen. I understand what you're saying. I think should have won France is wrong. Could have won France, I think is the other well, is the more important thing. You, but even there, we saw Red Bull were pulling away down the straights. If you have track position, a lap into the race at France, you should be winning. I don't care how fast the cars are. Yeah, but France this year was weird, wasn't it? Just yeah. just accept France happened and it <laughs> wasn't yeah. France. Austria, we don't know what we bought. Was definitely faster. I still yes, find yeah. it very funny that Mercedes are accusing Red Bull of having a legal engine now when uh yeah like. It's been two races where Red Bull have been good. And they're just running well, the, really low wings, but the downfall, yeah. like the ground effects and everything is making up for it because Red Bull make a ridiculously good car every year in terms of aerodynamics. So Adrian Newey is a yeah, wizard. They take some just wing like off straight and up. then they go really quick on the straights and they're still good through the corners. Just, yes, exactly. Except exactly. they've made a better car than you. Don't stop complaining. It's that fine balance, isn't it, unfortunately? Well, I say unfortunately. I mean, it's made it certainly interesting so far this year, but four wins in a row... I wouldn't say the writing's on the wall yet because, I mean, you look at it, if Hamilton hadn't have messed up Baku, he'd still have, what, at least, at least be tied with Max, wouldn't he? Yeah. Definitely. He might be seven ahead still, but he'd at least be tied with Max at this stage of the year, uh, which obviously would make things very, very interesting heading in towards the Austrian Monaco Grand Prix next well. weekend. You could have at least uh, yes, three more yeah. at Monaco. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Oh, again, I didn't watch Monaco, so... Yeah, Monaco is always a bit difficult to say that, though, isn't it? Because you never know what might happen as well, of course. But yeah, whilst we're sort of seeing Max Verstappen romp away, though, the only other real thing that happened was uh, Charles Leclerc made the race a bit interesting by crashing into Kimi Raikkonen (laughs) and being the only man apparently making overtakes, uh, which was good enough to warrant driver of the day Yeah, from 7th to 7th. 
Because it's meanwhile, Carlos Sainz's his teammate. <laughs> exactly, Carlos Sainz's teammate went twelve to sixth. Oh yeah, I forgot about Sainz actually. He did really well. Everyone forgot yeah. about Sainz. <laughs> this, I mean, yeah, you can say what you like about Sainz's social media antics or his dad's social media antics, as well. At the end of the day, Carlos Sainz has never won a driver of the day vote. Believe it or not. Uh, that's probably true for a lot of drivers. It basically goes to either the winner or Verstappen. I wouldn't. I'd say <laughs> quite a lot of them have had at least one. I doubt it. Let me, I would let me have a look. Let me have a look. Um, you you keep talking then. Okay. Well, from what I saw, um, Leclerc was the only one to do anything. I think the real problem was because everyone was so close in pace. Like, all the cars in the midfield were like within two tenths of a second or so. It's so hard to follow and overtake that there just was nothing going on. So yeah. I don't know. Potentially, obviously, dirt. Yeah, it's a long and forgotten thing. So we've gone over that enough, and plenty of F1 creators have gone over it enough to, uh, yeah, we know it's bad. So hopefully, the 2022 regulations sort us out. Have you found any research yet on Drive of the Day? I can't believe there's not a Reddit post for this. I'll be honest. Well, you. I can one. find all the 2021 results. I'm tempted to honestly now. Well, um, that's probably I... a story for another day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so, I mean, really, apart from that, there wasn't a lot else going on, uh, actually, within the Grand Prix. Obviously, Verstappen won the race. I'll give you guys a quick run down the order. Uh, Verstappen, of course, won the race 35 seconds ahead of Hamilton. Obviously, Hamilton picked for fastest lap at the end, uh, so we obviously know why that was the case. Uh, Bottas P3, just half a second ahead of Perez. That was almost a good battle at the end, but unfortunately, nothing happened of it. Uh, so, we're all going to forget about that. Uh, Lando Norris, again, another very good result for him. Another fifth place. He's smashing out the park this year. Carlos Sainz, like we said, a very underrated performance there in P6. Head of Charles Leclerc, 7th to 7th, with some carnage in the middle. Uh, Stroll, 8th. Alonso, ninth, And Yuki Tsunoda rounding out the top 10 there. So, another point on the ball for Yuki, I felt like, went a little bit under the radar as well. Yeah, a little bit. Although, he was basically just driving behind Alonso the whole time, wasn't he? Yes, yeah. Then, of course, we get down to Raikkonen. 18th to 11th there is probably quite a good result on paper, but he shouldn't have been 18th in qualifying, in my eyes at the very least. Uh, Vettel, again, another pretty quiet weekend from him. Of course, Seb Stan's not remembering the Styrian Grand Prix's happened now, I'm sure. Ricardo's disappointment continues. P13, really, he should have been P15 and Russell and Gasly not retired, which is awful. Yeah. Awful in that McLaren. Yeah. What... Uh, it just doesn't matter. And this is what a lot of people were saying. I think it was Brundle was saying as well, wasn't he? If Ricardo can't find answers this weekend at the same track, things are not looking good. No, they're not at all. And I think he signed a two-year contract, and obviously he's still one of the most highly paid drivers in the field. I'd His imagine. stock is falling rapidly. But yes, it is. And like, it's not great. It's a bit dodgy. I mean, obviously it's a new car, but how how long can you use that excuse for? I don't really know. Yeah. But yeah, and. He's got to be a. He's there's still a decent driver in there. He's just got to find himself. Yeah, and we forget as well. Ricardo's now been in F1 for ten years. Yeah, let's not forget that. People sort of try and people only sort of remember him from like Red Bull, really, don't they? Of sort of like this new kid on the block. But he's been in Formula One for ten years. Yeah, he should be able to adapt to a new Formula One car and he's quite been quickly. Your teams recently, like exactly. The Renault took I think him like three or four races to adapt to the. The problem is with Danny Rick as well is he's an incredibly one-dimensional driver as well, isn't he? Yeah. When he's got a car that's working for him, very quick. Matched Max Verstappen in 2018, remember? Even as the car was slowly geared more and more towards Max over the course of the year. 
but he's getting slapped by Lando Norris, who, again, don't get me wrong, is a wildly good driver, and we hear so often about how much time he's putting in the sim and things like that. But what's going on with Danny Rick? Uh, Esteban Ocon, though, P14, had a Giovinazzi, Schumacher, Latifi, and Mazepin around in that year order there, like we said, with Russell and Gasly not making it to the end. And yet, not, not the most exciting Austrian Grand Prix, although I was sort of thinking back over the last couple of years. I think we've been spoiled, haven't we, in Austrian Grand Prix of recent... Obviously, last year we had Hamilton and Albon crash. A year before, obviously, we had Max and Charles crash. A year before that, we had the Mercedes implosion. We've had a quite a few years where frontrunners have had action at Styria yeah. or Austria. When it might not have been, by from memory, the most exciting races behind. I've just brought my chair down massively accidentally, <laughs> so that's going to look awful in the video. <laughs> well, I'm guessing... Um, what, so this one was actually called, like, Styrian Grand Prix, wasn't it? So... Yes. In terms of like Styria in that that one Grand Prix which was the second one last year they've both been awful <laughs> yeah so. well yeah no Styria last you know no, Styria last year was a pretty snooze fest yeah. wasn't it as well of course so yeah guess the Styrian Grand Prix's eggs Austria this weekend is going to be a Austria's banger it's going to be well better yeah let's fingers crossed fingers crossed um but yeah like we said though a lot of the action wasn't really on track this weekend I think a lot more of the talking points actually uh, really came from off track. And I think the biggest things... There's two things I think we need to go through uh, before we finish this off, Jamie. First of all, pit stop rule changes. I don't think it'll make any difference at all. It's just no. it's just some sensors to be like, make sure you've got your tyres on your car. Yeah. Like, that's a safety feature. How yeah. How is that different to like the traffic lights making sure they only go off when the tyres are on and stuff like that. It, it's going to yeah. make very little difference. And it's not... Exactly. It's not Mercedes trying to slow Red Bull down because it's still going to get sub two seconds. And it's just absolute clickbaiting headlines to try and get some clicks. But you know what? Exactly. <laughs> Twitter loved it. So. Not, not, that we, not that we kill the hype of anything no. like this at all. We, we could have clickbaited this so well then, but apparently we're not um, as well. Truth so yeah, so we had that... Exactly. And we're, the, we're the very down-to-earth and quite... Not, not boring, but... <laughs> That's that's probably boring. Let's move on. That <laughs> uh, sums it up. <laughs> uh, the other thing, though, to discuss, of course, is Mercedes claiming they're bringing no more upgrades to the car this year. Until James Allison, literally an hour before we recorded this, it was a good job we recorded this today yeah. rather than yesterday. James Allison has confirmed on the other hand, Mercedes are still bringing upgrades to the car this year. Yeah. So obviously, it's it's not like Lewis Hamilton to exaggerate things to make himself look better at all, but. Yeah, he... I think the comments he made were fair, <laughs> based on what Toto Wolf was saying. It's true, but yeah, they they're clearly going to bring up Ray still. I'm quite interested to see how it plays out, obviously. But like, if they both fully go for it, then the 2022 cars might be compromised. Yes. So I yeah. kind of expect whichever team is losing, like about now. So you'd, you'd expect a two Mercedes, to be honest, would switch early, and then try I've and got it. I've got two theories. You're going to love these. I think I'll probably I just tell. guess both of them because you're a conspiracy theorist, but go ahead. Right, give me give me what you think it's going to be then. So you're going to say it's 2013 again when Mercedes just focused fully on, 20, on well, then 2014, now 2022. Yep. Or you're going to say, like, they're going to keep bringing sport upgrades to keep it close to lull Red Bull into going for it this year and then being bad next year. Not quite. Close. What? Close. What I'm going to you. Right, so I believe <coughs> either... Mercedes have now stopped upgrades 
And James Allison is saying this sort of thing so Red Bull feel pressured into bringing more to the car. I mean, they've already said they plan to. Uh, but let's be fair, if you hear your rival team isn't bringing any more upgrades, you'd be more inclined to think they aren't and that you should probably focus on next year as well. However, Red Bull have made it very clear they want a world championship this year. Yeah. So it very much is Mercedes either accept this one's not going to be theirs and they're going to try and win the next seven in a row again. <laughs> or that Red Bull... Or, again, sorry, my, my second theory... Mercedes are going to have some upgrades in the works. They're going to make Red Bull believe they've got nothing more planned this year. Bring a car that's a second of that faster to Belgium. I do hope not. <laughs> and slap them silly in the second half of the year. Yeah, I I hadn't thought of that, but that's I don't think that'll happen, really. <laughs> do you not? I mean, they never get that much of a jump in the second half. It's, I they've, don't know. 2014 I'm trying to think 2017 that was over the whole over the winter though not a summer break mm. we've seen Red Bull do it before and they're on the back foot yeah Mercedes have got more money that was something as well I read this week this definitely is conspiracy theory I read somewhere that apparently Red Bull are rooting money through Honda to test and develop the car for them getting around the cost cap that's definitely conspiracy. <laughs> Why on earth do people genuinely believe that they've somehow duped the FIA yeah. like this? <laughs> like, as someone that had to like extensively look into money laundering in the past, that's the weakest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that's not even disguising it. It's like, right, no, let's let's get someone else to do it for us. That's such a stupid. Exactly, it's <laughs> it's yeah, incredible, incredible as well, of course. But yeah, um, anything else to add though? Yeah, that's right. Uh, predictions, top three this weekend. Oh, yeah. What the are you Austrian saying? Grand Prix, which is completely different to the Styrian Grand Prix. Yes. Uh, Verstappen. Yep. Perez, Hamilton. Why not? Ooh! <laughs> Ooh, that is spicy. Yeah. I am going to say... Right, well, I have put I in my fantasy... Right no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have put in my F1 fantasy team Max Verstappen now instead of Hamilton. Good. Make sure You're you go check up. that video out. <laughs> Make sure you check that video out. So because I've said that, I'm going to go Hamilton, Perez, Bottas. What I'm going to say Verstappen DNF. I'm going to say Verstappen as a failure. Yep, I'm a nutcase. Verstappen part failure this weekend. You watch it happen now. I predicted France was going to be a banger. You're not doing a podcast. (laughs) Right, okay. Uh, Well, make sure then you you cross your fingers so we don't see Jamie back on the channel next week. Um, Yeah, anything else to add though, Jamie? Apart from the fact it's coming home? It is coming home. Um, It's coming home. This is going after the the game. It's going to be terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Germany. I hope you enjoy your victory. (laughs) Exactly, yeah. Because you've got the grace and decorum of a reversing dump truck. Yeah. Um, as well but yeah let us know obviously your thoughts and feelings down below uh, for the steering Grand Prix obviously like we said I'm going to start trying to push the podcast a little bit more on like the polls and things like that on the channel not like the Polish community <laughs> or anything like that I mean polls are more than welcome to watch this podcast if they want but is there much interest in Formula 1 in Poland anymore now Cubits has gone don't really know <laughs> I can't say I've seen much of them on Twitter anymore yeah getting back in perhaps, we'll, perhaps, perhaps we'll have to make like a conspiracy theory like about 
Poland's media or something like that in Formula One as well. That's a rabbit hole we do not need to get down into. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you all so much for watching. Nonetheless, if you are new around here, please do get yourself subscribed as well. We are agonisingly close to 15,000 subs now on the channel. I think at the time of recording this, we're like 35 away or something mad like that. We are getting really, really close at this stage. So, you know, we're trying to hit it before F1 2021 releases as well there. So, yeah, thank you all so much for watching. And we'll be back next week ready to review the Austrian Grand Prix.